What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, so you know we're talking all things men's hoops, a little bit of women's hoops action when it comes to the ACC. We've got J.J. Jackson in the building. Of course, the Blue Devils will see the Pine on Tuesday night. They are playing Florida State. Carolina gets to play Miami. And then we'll also talk about Syracuse. Ooh, there it is, playing Clemson. Look forward to having that discussion, as well as the new era of Duke women's basketball. J.J.'s got the inside scoop, so let's get him in the building. Let's talk about it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Thank you much, so much for joining us. We are going to stumble through all openings today, and that's going to be right on fine because we're just you know trickling through the weekend. I had a little snow action, a little ice over here. So everything has been a little slow, but JJ Jackson for Locked on Blue Devils is in the building. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundboard for TV, music, movies, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. JJ, happy Tuesday, my friend. Happy Tuesday, Candace. Excited to be back with you here on Locked on ACC. It's always my favorite part of the week when we get a chance to chop it up and talk about everything going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Okay, so we got some men's hoops happening tonight. Of course, Carolina is traveling to Miami. And let's start with the fact that these two teams are not in the top 25, not really understanding it. But Duke is the lone ACC school in the top 25. Do you feel like North Carolina and Miami or even a Wake Forest should get a – and we know, know we got votes, but even squeak in there. What are your thoughts, especially because you are the guy that's sitting at the top of the charts? Yeah, no, it's another another week that we've now learned that Duke is the only team in the AP poll top 25. There have been a lot of topics uh, about the Associated Press top 25 this week, mainly there at the top uh, with Auburn and Gonzaga. Auburn, 11 more first-place votes than Gonzaga, and yet the Bulldogs – have the top spot because the math works out that way with Auburn having fewer votes uh, down towards the bottom. In the ACC, though, I do think it's still a crime that only one team is ranked. I said it last week after Miami beat Duke in men's basketball. I said, how in the world are they not one of the top 25 teams in the country? And I still feel that way to this day. I know that Josh Pastner, the Georgia Tech head coach, was reviewing film on North Carolina and said, look, they're a top 10 team in the country. Them and Duke in this league could both make it all the way to the Final Four and win the national championship. And while some people push back on that, I would just say, okay, I think that at least shows you that it is worth conversation that there be other teams in the conference being the top 25. Now listen, Carolina, when they are firing from all cylinders, is absolutely a team that could compete in the Final Four. But you don't know what you're going to get, and that's the problem. Sometimes they are playing to elite levels, and sometimes they just don't show up, and too many are trying to play hero ball. So they're still learning that cohesion, which I think you know Duke is one step ahead in terms of the flow and the synergy. So that's something that maybe they're just playing one step behind. But when they figure it out, I think it's really going to be amazing. So I do agree with Pastner there, but I also feel like this is the same guy who said he wants to be like 120 years old. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get. I bet he has great pressers. Say all that to say. But it does seem entertaining. <laughs> Carolina will play Miami, a Miami team that certainly has some great uh, leaders on their squad. They're sitting currently at 13 and four. They'll play at seven on the ACC network. How are we feeling about this matchup? Because we know when it comes to guard play, they're definitely going to be some great matchups here, but also just overall, what will it mean for either team? 
Really excited to watch this game, Candace, as you said tonight at 7 o'clock on the ACC Network. It's at Miami, so you would figure that Miami be the team that's favored here, although the ESPN Basketball Power Index gives North Carolina the edge with the Tar Heels being a 57.9% chance of victory against Miami. I'm a little surprised by that, given how well Miami has played of late and knowing how talented that Miami backcourt is when you've got the likes of Cam McGusty. You've also got Isaiah Wong and then Charlie Moore, who was excellent versus Duke. He had seven steals in that game. I think mm-hmm. the guards for Miami are going to be a big-time problem. I think North Carolina is a really good team, as you said, Candace. They're really going to get a chance to prove it, though, playing a game like this versus Miami. They've got to find a way to win this basketball game tomorrow. Absolutely. I think, yeah, you've seen a lot of growth between RJ Davis and Caleb Love. I think they're finally coming into their own. RJ, to me, has had the most progress, and even Heber Davis has echoed those sentiments. But Armando Baycott, he's going to have to have a big game. All of the times that we've talked about needing that big man to really deliver, he's going to have to have that great one. And then Brady Manning has been a nice, you know, counterpunch to Armando and how he's, you know, shown up being a grad transfer and really kind of just eased his way into this lineup. Uh, inside-out difference, right, with Baycott playing so close to the basket, uh, mm-hmm. averaging nearly 18 points a game to go along with 11 rebounds. But, of course, Brady Manick, known for his outside shooting touch from the outside. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good mixture there in the post for the Tar Heels. You know, I always say you need one one male of the Caucasian persuasion who can shoot behind <laughs> the arc in order to be a good team. And, and North Carolina has it this year. Yep. Like, that's what they've been missing for yep. quite some time now. You know, I understand that we've had some couple people who could maybe do it, but no, Brady is definitely someone I consider to be a guy that I would count on night in and night out. Now, we're talking about all the matchups here on Tuesday night. We know the ACC is full of some great ones. Duke and Florida State, a Florida State team coming off of a big win over the weekend and now they are feeling themselves over a Duke team who's also coming off of a solid win we knew they were going to beat state let's you know keep it honest but Florida State don't get caught sleeping at the wheel we know Miami has done it too you know the Duke Blue Devils can these Seminoles do the same yeah Florida State has lost five straight games versus Duke but it has been a tough place to play at the Donald Tucker Center there in Tallahassee the final time Mike Krzyzewski will go there. They've upset Duke there before when Duke was the number one in the country back in 2011. Florida State knocked them off. Derwin Kitchen had a big game. There's a throwback ACC hoops name for all you guys out there. (laughs) The last time Duke went to uh, Tallahassee, the game ended in a buzzer beater three-pointer by Cam Reddish to win the game for Duke with R.J. Mm -hmm. Barrett inbounding the ball to him. That clip has been resurfacing this week as R.J. and Cam were reunited when Reddish was traded to the New York Knicks. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think Duke's going to have to play their best. But, uh, boy, they've started to figure some things out this past week following their loss to Miami. Really impressive wins at Wake Forest. And then, yeah, you know, you talk about NC State. They haven't been great as of late. They're now 9-9. and overall on the season but anytime you're playing in the state the game means a little bit more they give you your best shot and so for Duke to pick up the win was impressive absolutely and I know since I have you here I got to talk to Tyler Aki of Locked on Syracuse about it but you know the whole Cam Reddish RJ Barrett reunion we were thinking you know maybe New York might be a good place for Zion Williamson I don't know just throwing it in let's out. make it happen bring everybody <laughs> there for sure I would love to see that I just want to see Zion back on the hardwood okay we were saying 
he might be in a better fitness atmosphere being in New yeah. York, like less Possibly. opportunities to eat for sure. You know, horrible for food sure. in New Orleans. Like nobody's losing weight in New Orleans. Like if that's Get the Zion issue, New York, that's what we need to happen. <laughs> he can eat sushi. He can eat <laughs> lettuce. Like right. <laughs> we can give an opportunity for him to, and Tom Thibodeau would run him to death. So he would yes, be, he would, He'd he be would lose 60 off the strength. Like exactly. Yep. Okay. So we called it here. Two GMs right here rolling, but yes, absolutely good opportunities. Florida state playing Duke on Tuesday. Tuesday night. Make sure you guys check that game out. It'll be at 9 p.m. on ESPN. Death to 9 p.m. games. I think those are the worst things ever, but that's just my personal opinion. Now, (laughs) if you guys are looking to get in on the betting action, we strongly encourage you to hit up BetOnline. It remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N to get started. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. It's simply where the game starts from football, basketball, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Again, betonline.ag is your source for all of the best wagers of 2022. J.J. Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils in the building. And, of course, we got some Tuesday matchups coming your way as we are really excited about a great opportunity to see some good games. We also have Clemson and Syracuse, the 10-7 and Clemson Tigers team coming off of a head-scratching loss against Boston College, one you want to definitely wipe away. Playing Syracuse, a team that is desperate for some wins. They need a chance to you know turn things around as they're trying to get to this NCAA tournament. Who needs this? Who needs this win more right now, JJ? Gosh, I mean, you look at this one, and as you said, we are. It, it's crazy that we're having to talk about this, Candace, but we're getting further into conference play, and the ACC is a league this season that uh, who would have believed that we would be talking so much about who needs a win like this more. Syracuse, yeah. I tell you what, is a team that I've been really high on at certain points throughout the season, and then they go and lose games that they shouldn't, and all of a sudden you're talking about an orange team. That is sub 500. They're eight and nine on the season. And if they don't win against Clemson, Candace, their next game is on Saturday inside Cameron Indoor Stadium versus Duke. No yes, pressure. They could win that game, but you're putting yourself in a really tough spot yeah. having to go on the road and play against Mike Krzyzewski in one of his final matchups against Jim Beheim. So I, I think it's Syracuse. I think that Syracuse mm. is in a, a more desperate need for finding a win. Now, we talk about the fact that Syracuse gets hot in NCAA tournaments, but hey, if you can't win the games to get there, you know, you have a big, big problem. So they're going to have to figure things out. But Clemson is a team that definitely stays in games. They have the opportunity to win this matchup because of how, you know, mediocre I feel like Syracuse has been this season. So for them, I think they're looking to get back on track after a loss like Boston College. Again, one that you definitely don't expect to lose. No, it's got to find a way to get back on track. You're at home against Clemson, which is great. You play the zone defense. That never changes. If you're Syracuse, you always have the opportunity to sort of impose your own play style, given that you're a little unorthodox and committing to the zone uh, 24-7, as as Jim Beheim's teams have been known to be. And then this is a Clemson team that uh, isn't that great, right? They lost a home game to Boston College over the weekend. You got to take advantage of that. 
Clemson's going to be just as eager to bounce back and get into the win column versus Syracuse. So Syracuse has to be more aggressive. No doubt. No doubt about it. Now I know on AJ, on, on AJ, on Wednesdays, we usually do some football talk on yeah, let me try that again. On Wednesdays, we usually do football talk with AJ Blacklocks on Boston College. So I want to make sure that we tap into the Wednesday games. I know you guys are going to be looking forward to hearing the, you know, the commentary. And of course, since we have JJ Jackson, our basketball insider, he is just so good at this. We might figure we might as well get you guys hyped <laughs> for these ones. So Boston College will play a Louisville, a Louisville team that just lost to Pittsburgh. This is why I get frustrated about men's hoops, right? Because Louisville, what are we doing here? Yeah. We're, we're not helping our case. Like we're trying to get people to the tournament. We're trying to get bids and you're dropping games to teams that you absolutely just cannot afford to lose to. But on the flip side of that, good for Jeff Capel, right? Good for him for having the teams fighting into these matchups and coming in with their heads held high, game in and game out. Despite some wins, some losses, they definitely are still fighting. And I think that's a positive sign for a guy who desperately is trying to keep his job. Yeah, this matchup's funny, Candace, because it's like a bad loss versus a good win, right? I just yeah. talked about how in the world did Boston College just defeat Clemson. Well, they did, and they're coming into this game following <laughs> yeah. that one. If you're Louisville, how do you lose to Pittsburgh, right? And yeah. I'm the host of Locked On Blue Devils. We love Jeff Capel. We yeah. love all the new people <laughs> all over the place. But you yeah. can't lose a game like that to Pitt. So uh, Louisville, I know that they're – that's one of those losses, Candace, that as a basketball fan – and I can only imagine that it's the same thing as a player or a coach on the team. As soon as you lose a bad game, Candace, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to play the next game mm-hmm. right away, immediately. No time to celebrate. Let's find a way to correct our mistakes so that we can forget about what just happened, flush it away, and move on. So I know Louisville is going to be eager to play tomorrow night. And they're absolutely going to take it out on the Boston College Eagles, yeah. which is going to be a team that's easy to do that. Now, Virginia Tech, they will be facing NC State on Wednesday at 7 on the ACC Network. NC State trying to pick up the pieces as they just need, desperately need a big man. It's I know Duanu is having you know a decent season, but it's not the same without Manny Bates. However, they have some decent guards. Cravion Smith, d Darion Sebron, say that name three times fast. He is definitely doing his thing, and the team played very confidently in Cameron. If anything else, I was impressed by how Traquavion Smith was like, I'm a freshman, but so what? I'm giving you these buckets, right? So can they figure out how to beat this Hokies team who desperately needs to win as, you know, NC State beat them the last time when they were at home, and now they get the opportunity to play in the PNC Arena in Raleigh? Definitely could. I mean, as you said, they get to be the home team again. Turquavion Smith had 19 points versus Duke at Cameron. Seabrun had 16 points, 11 rebounds in the game. So they were productive, just couldn't quite get it done. It sucks for NC State. We just talked about Louisville a moment ago. You lost the game to Pittsburgh, but before that, Louisville lost to NC State. That was Mm -hmm. a really big momentum win for the Wolfpack. Not only that, they won on the road at Louisville, and they won by 16. So NC State needs to get back to that level of play versus Virginia Tech. I said a moment ago, they're now 500 at 9-9 overall on the season, taking on a 9-7 Virginia Tech team who escaped by Notre Dame over the weekend. So let's see if NC State can bounce back and pick up a big win. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it play out. Yeah, and, you know, surprisingly enough, NC State has struggled at home, right? They've struggled to win games and defend their territory, I guess you can say, but they've done really well, stepped up in big ways on the road. So can they make this the first one where they're like, listen, I'm trying to make sure that everyone knows that it's scary to play in PNC, but we'll have to definitely see that one.
Now we have Wake Forest playing Georgia Tech on ESPNU at 7 p.m. Again, on Wednesday night's matchups, Wake Forest, a team that Kitten Gibbs on yesterday's show pretty much said that everything starts and stops in terms of bid action for NCAA tournament with Wake Forest, how good they are, how bad they are because of how well they played against some of the best teams here in our conference. It's going to be a testament to how many teams get in based on their level, where their current standings are. Yeah. Wake Forest had one of the hottest starts to the season. Steve Forbes is someone that I was praising a lot uh, Mm -hmm. for how well his team had played this season, but now they're just four and three in the ACC, taking on a team like Georgia Tech. They've got to find a way to get a win on Wednesday night. It'll be on the road there in Atlanta. But if you're Wake Forest, you just had an impressive road victory versus Virginia. So can you keep that positive momentum going? Also coming off a win uh, versus Syracuse, you had the one blip in the radar uh, getting defeated by Duke when they came to town, but had a 22-point victory over Florida State. This is a Wake Forest team that's been really impressive for the majority of the season. Let's see if they can get back to winning ways. Yeah, I mean, Alondez Williams and company have just been lights out, in my opinion. And to me, Georgia Tech has just not really had that spark that we were used to seeing or that dog that we're used to seeing who's ready to and willing to play scrappy and do whatever is needed. This is going to be a great matchup for both because I think Wake Forest is going in feeling like, all right, this is not the Georgia Tech we're used to, very beatable. And Georgia Tech's going in being like, we got to step our game up in order to beat the Demon Deacon squad. Final game, Virginia and Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh coming off that win. Virginia coming off some head-scratching losses. I just, you know, I'm so used to having to hype up Virginia. And I, that's If we're talking about rivalries here, rivalries said three times fast, Virginia is probably my least favorite just off the strength of, like, you know, being a swimmer. That was our biggest rival. So I'm always fine with Virginia losing. But it's like how they're losing. I'm like, damn, all right, let's, let's fight back, Virginia. <laughs> like, yeah. What do we have going on? Help me understand this, JJ. For sure. And you better show some fight against Pittsburgh. I mean, we mentioned the bad losses that teams have had against Pitt. They've won two games now in the league. They defeated Boston College, which that's just a miserable basketball game to watch Pitt play Boston College or two worse than the league. But they lost to Louisville by three. And then, as we said this past weekend, had the rematch already played them for the second time, and that's when Pittsburgh was able to defeat them. So almost beat them twice. People forget about that first meeting where Louisville was able to walk away with the three-point victory. For Virginia, though, you've got to win this game. Absolutely Mm -hmm. have to do it. I know it's on the road. I know it's going to be in an environment that you're not used to playing in because you only play there every few years, but you've got to find a way to beat beat Pittsburgh if you're Virginia. You've got to find a way to get it done. Absolutely. I feel like I never thought I would see the day where we would have NIT conversations about Virginia. It's like the wave. But but here we are. Here we are. And here we must, I guess, I suppose. All right, guys. If you are looking to get right for the new year, you want to get your fitness on, you want to run a couple miles, you want to lift some weights, I strongly encourage you to add that nutrition part of the full circle. Okay. You need Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but not really. But it's 100% covered in chocolate and it's good for you. Up to 130 calories, 40. Four to five grams of sugar, four to five net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. All delicious, all healthy. Here's an idea for you. Make sure if you are writing down your workouts every day, add a built bar to that mix. Make sure you start your workout with that. Or if you're more some type of person who likes to fast a workout and then end with a built bar, you can absolutely do that. There's so many flavors to choose from. 
If you like coconut, peanut butter, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, even mint brownie. There are so many different flavors for you. And Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. I'm feeling like a Valentine's Built Bar is on the way. I don't know what kind of love they might put in that one, but I'm sure it'll be extra tasty. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order by using promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. JJ Jackson, Candace Cooper in the building, wrapping up today's show. Make sure you guys check out Locked at Locked on ACC on Twitter. You can follow JJ as well and all his content on the Locked on Blue Devils podcast, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for making us your first and second listen each and every day. JJ, I know we don't get a lot to talk about women's basketball very often, but of course, they're the ones that are truly holding it down when it comes to top 25, when it comes to hoops. And so we saw some really good matchups that we talked about on Monday's show. Make sure you guys go back and take a listen. But we saw the Duke women who are figuring it, figuring things out. They are definitely figuring things out. They're no, they fell to number 21 in the rankings, and now they have to go play Miami. And I would love to get your thoughts on the Carol Lawson era because we talked about, you know, Wes Moore yesterday and how he's pretty much established who he is. They're going to have to win a Final Four or better in order for NC State's season to mean something. We talked about, you know, Coach Banghart and, you know, of course, Kenton said that the books were cooked over there. But then when it comes to Duke, Feeling like there's a lot a lot of good pieces. It's just a matter of giving it time. How is it, you know, the murmurs or what's going on, rumors? We know the local expert here. We have you. would love to get your thoughts on Kara and the girls. Yeah, really thrilled with what they've been able to do. They found themselves in some tough games here to open up ACC play. As you mentioned, losing a, a tough one to NC State, who's a really talented team so far this season. Over the weekend, Duke's now 2-3 and three on the year, but 11-4 and four overall in the non-conference. And it's funny, leading into this, you said the Blue Devils fell to number 21 from 16. That's mm-hmm. amazing that Duke was even <laughs> in this position at all this season. Yeah. It is just the second year that Kira Lawson has been there, and really the first, Candace, mm-hmm. because I remind mm-hmm. people that last season, Duke finished the year with a 3-1 and one record. Yeah. 3-1 and one re- They played four <laughs> games, Candace, before they stopped playing competition because yes. Duke uh, kind of saw themselves mm-hmm. out. This through is the true. COVID-19 pandemic. So not a whole lot of playing time on the floor with uh, Coach Carol Lawson. Shea Day Wilson has been an amazing freshman for Duke. She's had several games where she finishes like 8 of 10 shooting from mm-hmm. the three-point line, from the three-point, <laughs> 80%. There we right? go. Like Steph Curry on steroids, this girl <laughs> Shea Day Wilson, what she's been able to do. So it's a really young team. They're a whole lot of fun to watch. They've got a fun game coming up versus Miami, a game that was originally postponed due to mm-hmm. COVID-19. So I'm going to be tuned in to seeing what Duke can get done uh, moving forward. And, uh, yeah, this has been a really fun women's basketball season so far in the ACC. So essentially you're telling us don't panic. Care, give yeah. Kara some time. Give her some time. No, <laughs> no need to panic. No doubt, no doubt. If you are catching, a, again, some – Tuesday matchups, Virginia plays Virginia Tech, and Clemson will play Florida State for the women's matchups there. We have so many good teams coming down the pipe for this, what should be a good stretch of basketball. Very important games, especially for the men's side. Again, as we're saying, we're talking about people calling for bids. We know that it's going to be more than one, but hopefully it's more than three here. I would love to know your thoughts as we wrap up. Who do you feel like right now confidently is going to the NCAA tournament for the men's side? Oh, for the men's side. Wow. Yes. Going back to men's. Confidently, the Duke Blue Devils will be in the NCAA tournament. I feel pretty good saying that. 
Uh, I think Miami finds themselves in the NCAA tournament if they keep playing at this level that they're at right now. Uh, North Carolina, I do think, has earned enough and will, by the end of the year, have earned enough to be there. So that's three teams right there. I think the number can get as high as five, Candice, for the ACC. Uh, But I I think those final two teams is going to be a mixture of Wake Forest. If they could continue to play this well, I think that they'll be up there. Always, you know, you're going to have the person that rebuttals with, well, whoever wins the ACC tournament, of course, they're going to get the automatic bid. They're going to get the opportunity to be there. But also Florida State. I think Florida State could start to figure some things out at four and two. This was a team that we thought would finish second in the Mm -hmm. league and preseason polls and that sort of thing. I think they're starting to figure some things out. So those would be sort of the five teams right now to be on the lookout for. Sure. And I would add to a bubble team at Notre Dame only because of beating North Carolina. That's the only reason because as well as Carolina does the bad law, the good losses, bad win, whatever you call that, it rides at the tide with that. So I feel like Notre Dame, they have to keep winning though. That's very clutch. They They do. They do. They, they, uh, of course played, played Howard on uh, yesterday on Martin Mm -hmm. Luther King day, only won that game by three, which Mm -hmm. wasn't the best. But you won. At least you didn't lose because you look at the NCAA tournament, you look at bad losses, that would have been one of them, Mm -hmm. losing the game to Howard, but they were able to uh, pick up a three-point victory, which was great for Notre Dame. A hundred percent. JJ, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Can you please remind these folks where they can find you, follow your work? Locked on Blue Devils each and every day, talking all things Duke Athletics. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and the show's on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Candace Cooper, you are the absolute best. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> no doubt. Thank you, JJ. Again, if you guys are looking to bet, I mentioned Bet Online at the top of the show, but you can also follow Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They give you the Locked on Bet pod, Locked on Bet of the day. And more importantly, you can find them anywhere you listen to podcasts after you make them your third listen. Of the day we got these first listen second and third listens rolling here follow at locked on acc on twitter subscribe on youtube let us know how you feel leave us five star review we always appreciate it for Candace cooper and jj jackson until next time